0: Hi, everybody. It's March 6, 2023. We're in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room. I'm Larry Gassman, co-chair of uh, Tech Talk. And uh, with us tonight is the founder and CEO, Helen Frenetti of Menus for All. Many of you have asked, where is Stephanie Jones? Um, We got a note from Stephanie this morning that said, I'm so sorry I can't be with you. I am currently in the hospital. So all of our prayers go to Stephanie and hope that she does well and she's doing better. And so she cannot make it, but uh, she said, Helen is going to be better anyway. That's what Stephanie said. So we're delighted to have you, Helen. You probably, I don't think you've been to Tech Talk before, but we're here for the next hour. We'll ask you to talk a little bit about Menus for All, why it came about, how it came about, and um, there'll be questions. Of course, as, as you probably know, Helen got the word this morning when Stephanie was in the hospital that she was going to do the presenting. That's not enough time to actually put something together, so we didn't expect that. So we'll play it by ear. If you guys have questions. We'll get those questions in soon. But Helen, thank you so much for being with us on Late, Late, Late Notice.
1: Thank you, Larry. Thanks for having us to, to Tech Talk. I have never heard you guys before. Stephanie keeps up on all the cool podcasts that are out there. She's our marketing director, as you guys know. I'm the nerd in the group. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that in 2016 was volunteering at World Services for the Blind oh. um, while being in the IT department at Diller's Department Stores in Little Rock. And I used to take my Fridays and do a little... Um, going around to hit garage sales in the afternoon, I'd go to World Services for the Blind and help out where I could. And the more I learned about how technology was changing the lives of people that are blind and have visual impairments, I was seeing more and more things that could be solved with my technology background and took a board member. After a little while, I started to really put some ideas together and took a board member out to lunch about a year later and He's an inventor his name is um, Brandon Fossey Um, and his mother came along with him and uh, had to read the menu to him, and this was a man that I was like in awe of we were. Putting together bids for the National Science Foundation together, and I was just stunned that he was in a situation where his mother had to read the read the, the menu to him, and I was like okay. I have a tech background, we can make this happen. And it's been many, many years and COVID really did not help with all of it. We did a lot of practicing on the web with the website. And then November of last year, we were able to put an app in the App Store, which has been our dream. And um, we've had a great response from everybody. We were also lucky enough to go in 2018 to the National Federation for the Blind's last convention they had in Orlando and did a lot of talking to people to find out truly what they wanted us to have in this service. And we've been allowed to take a lot of that feedback and continuing to get feedback from people on how to make it better and better. So it's been a joy and I'm here to. Do whatever you would like for me. I can talk about the app. I can give you a demo. Whatever questions you all have, Larry. um,
0: We would like you you to do both of those things. But let me ask you another question first, based on what you just said. Who was the CEO of World Blind Services when you were there?
1: Actually, Sharon was, um, about a year after I started, Oh,
0: she just appeared at ACB this weekend. And I heard her, I've heard her before and she was marvelous. And when you mentioned that, that she was there at you were there at the world services. I thought, son of a gun, I bet it's the same, same lady. And she's now with the lighthouse in San Francisco.
1: She's a real dynamo. She's an amazing lady. I, I took her and a few of, first uh senior staff out to lunch and would pick their brain every once in a while and throw prototypes at them and say okay heat it up tell me what's wrong tell me how we can make it better so yeah it's taken a village of people to make this app happen Mm. everything from funding to feedback to just blood split and split a lot of hard work that's gone into it to make it to come to fruition. And it's not, it'll never be done. No. If any of you guys are in IT out there, you'll realize that it's not so much that you have oopses, which happen every once in a while, but you're also always wanting to improve. And every time our iOS changes on an app, there might be something that breaks. So we have to go in back and fix it. So we're always, we're always going to be fiddling with the code, but we're very mindful. We don't want to change the core experience. Mm -hmm because we know that a lot of apps out there the ones that are not focused on people with visual impairments will change willy-nilly and it's really disruptive to you being able to be efficient on for example a food delivery app Uh, when they add in all sorts of great features sometimes they break the accessibility we are very mindful of that and our first focus is people that have visual impairments if the rest of the planet wants to use it fine but that is not our focus
0: so tell us about the idea behind menus for all how did it come about?
1: well um, it, it came about from that lunch with my board member with with Brand, with Brandon Fossy and then I took it back to some of my friends that I worked with in, in IT. Um, I've been very fortunate in having a very long career and done worked with a lot of amazing designers, developers, QA people, and just kind of started um, figuring out what kind of team could I put together to build the app. So, and then we went in and built, uh, we got a grant. We won won um, an incubator contest here in the south. We're, We're based in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, We won the Delta I fund one year and we got a $10,000 federal grant to write our first website that we ran for three years. And we intended that to be something just to prove out to restaurants that people with visual impairments do have money, do enjoy eating out, and they would be their customers. Unfortunately, we probably never made that strong of an argument. Um, They still think of you guys as a minimal impact on the economy even though we put together great data and show that you know if you embrace this market share it will help your little restaurant you'll have sticky customers that love your restaurant so um we did try that for quite some time and then decided that restaurants were not going to pay for our service they did not see the value in it and we did not like going in there with a big stick and going if you don't have something like this you might get sued the door closes very quickly when you take that approach. Believe me, we, we tried many different approaches.
0: We do have a question from Jeff Bishop. Maybe we can take that one now, Ellen or um, Ron, pardon me. I just had a
2: question about the um, model for the pricing for the app. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> there have been a number of people in the community who have expressed concern about the current pricing structure. For the app, and maybe you should discuss that first. But I'm just wondering if you have considered um, a lifetime membership for menus for all. In other words, if you were to pay, say, forty nine ninety five for a one time fee, or or even ninety nine ninety five, you know, for a lifetime uh, fee for the app, that then you wouldn't have to continue to pay for a, a monthly service fee for uh, use of the app itself. I'm just wondering if that's something you might have considered.
1: Um, Stephanie and I and the board um, have our annual meeting next week, and that will be something that we will be throwing out there as a suggestion that we're hearing. We have to actually run our pricing model to see can we be sustainable if we do that um, until we get up to a certain amount of users. It won't be something that we could um, be able to sustain the app itself, so um We entertain lots of different ideas and um, we will definitely bring it up at the board meeting and see at what level of continued membership we need to then have an offer for a lifetime membership. But we'll definitely consider it, Jeff. Thank you. Sure.
0: So before John went to Disneyland, my twin brother, uh, he went to Disneyland, but he asked a question of me and I said, I don't know, but I'll ask and it has to do with the selection of restaurants that you have on the out- app. Many of, many of them seem to be fast food versus maybe the sit-down places, et cetera. And I wondered what kind of rationale did you go through? Was it marketing? How was it that you, you decided to do uh, those kinds of restaurants over the sit-downs, the, maybe the more healthier restaurants, et cetera?
1: Unfortunately, we don't have a direct relationship with the restaurants. We're dependent on an API that's out there. We've only been able to find one in the world that legally brings in restaurant menu data. And we were very cognizant. We wanted to have authorized menus. We wanted them to be updated on a daily basis, which ours are. Um, And because of that, we don't really get to pick who ends up in the system. We are testing right now. We have a beta test where people can make a suggestion of a menu that they might like to have added. And we're finding about 80% of the ones that we're putting into the beta test we're able to add. So we're very encouraged that in the future, if people want to have a little bit healthier choices, because everybody knows what's in their neighborhood and probably knows who, because, who, like, you know, healthier. Uh, options. Hopefully, we'll be able to add more of those as as it grows. But um, I know I've, I've surveyed a lot of cities to see what type of um, mix of restaurants from the price points is everything from fast food to fine dining and casual dining in between. And we definitely have some cities that are predominantly fast food. And then we have some that have a really nice mix. We have everything up to some of the very nicest steak houses in the country are included in the service. Um, and And then we have a lot of, you know, McDonald's and whatnot. Here in Memphis, there are pockets of our city that are only fast food. And then we go out to the suburbs, you'll find that there's a a better mix. So um, I would, you know, perhaps put in a couple more zip codes in your area. Use a zip code search and you may find that there's some other healthier options out there.
0: We do have another hand, uh, but I do also, I would love to have you maybe do a demo if you can to give people an idea as to what the app sounds like, especially if they've not experienced it before. So, I can. I okay. Actually, well, um, well, before you I, before I, we do that, I, we'll yeah. ask, uh, uh, I think it's probably Nancy who has a question, and then we can go from there.
3: Hi, I got on a couple minutes late, but if you, if you don't have a, as Jeff, I agree with Jeff, if you don't have a, month, a uh, lifetime membership, at least a quarterly or a yearly to defray to the cost, what is the monthly cost? And will you ever, unless I get an iPhone all of a sudden, Will you ever have an Android version of this uh, menus for all? Thank you.
1: Sure. Uh, let me take your last question first. As to Android, um, it's in our technology roadmap. We don't think we'll have the funding in place until next year, but we are. We do. We are working with another development company that would love to convert what we're doing into an Android version as well, along with doing some more enhancements that we're always working on. Um, The cost currently per month is $2.99. You can only get it through the app store. So all the payment and everything goes through Apple, and then they take a little bite out of it too. If you want to get it on an annual basis, you'll save $2. That is um, $29.99 for an annual cost. And that, well, the majority you. of that yeah. goes to paying for our
3: database.
1: You're welcome.
3: Hey, but It might be not till next year till you get Android. Maybe if there's funding, then, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I hope uh, are you guys, Larry, you can have a tech talk about that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Sure.
2: Hey, and, and this is Alan, uh, uh, Helen, uh, something you said that, that I'm curious about, you mentioned the, and, and, and this is developmental stuff and that, uh, I, I, I don't know why I had envisions of y'all taking like an Excel spreadsheet to different places that, with its standardized format and you'd have a section for appetizers and stuff and you get these people to fill it in, but you mentioned the, the, an API and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, so how do you actually get new restaurants to play and, and, and do this stuff? I mean, is this something you've got to sell them or that, you know, they've got to, They've got to pay to get get on board, or h- h- how does the process actually work? And I apologize if you covered it and I missed it, but uh, uh no, no, no,
1: I, it's okay. Yeah, um, I, I, we-
2: I'm just real curious because take take Me- Memphis for instance. So I, I used to live in Memphis. I, I, I remember a restaurant that I used to really like on Poplar Avenue called Houston's. I think I don't know if it's still there or not. It, it was a uh, you know. So how, oh
1: yeah it's a steakhouse yeah uh-huh uh,
2: so uh, uh, is houston's in, in the mix I mean, how would you get some some a restaurant like that in, in, in into the fold how, how does it work
1: the company that we pay to bring in the menus has relationships with the restaurants so if okay. they have a relationship with the restaurant and and they get a request from us saying, hey, we'd like to add Houston's and Memphis. Is that part of our network of restaurants that they already have a relationship with? And then they reach out to them. The restaurants do not pay for it. It comes, we have a, a, a back-end database that just that tracks through our company that we use. Tracks whenever a menu is updated on a daily basis, that uh-huh. change is just reflected in our menu.
2: And, and the company that, that, that you work with is the one that's responsible for seeing that those changes get formatted so that everything's consistent. That's, that's how it works.
1: Actually, it's the restaurants themselves. Okay. Whenever they make okay. a change to their uh-huh. cash register, to their POS, it right. automatically hits our database. So if they you. decide, okay. you know, we're not going to do blueberry muffins this spring, blueberries are too costly. They just take them off the menu or turn them off for a while, and then they will right. show up in our menus.
4: Okay,
2: that's good. That's probably a lot more detail than anybody wanted to know, but but th- thanks for indulging <laughs> me. I appreciate it.
5: <laughs> thank you.
1: Sure.
0: Let's take this oh. one more. and We'll take one more from a fi- the 510-110 area code, and then we'll have you do the demo. How
6: about that? Sounds great. Okay. Uh, hi. hi, Steve Mendelson here. Hi, Steve. Uh, thank you very much for a very exciting and important service. But I'm worried about the economic model, because given all the issues you've already identified, own. It uh, seems to me fairly uh, relatively likely that you're not going to be able to establish a sustainable economic model on a current basis. The consumer community, as valuable as it appreciates the service, is likely to continue to push back. It seems to me the only long-term solution, uh, which I think you were pointing at when you described your efforts to reach out to the restaurant industry at first, is to get the restaurant industry to pay for it. Uh, I call that, uh, that, that's increasingly the model i think it's going to work in our field
1: we've worked with the national restaurant association um for a number of years now i think once we prove this out and have enough people subscribed we might be able to get them to help um maybe pay for some of our um, costs and then we could bring the costs down but we will always have um monthly and annual costs for the database that will never go away unfortunately it's not like you can just build it and it's there um
6: that's the point but
1: hopefully we can yeah i'm sorry
6: i think of Iowa, for example how do they get airports uh to to provide service to any blind person who shows up who needs it it doesn't cost them a lot but they probably think they don't have many blind people coming through they may think they save a little money not having escort services and so forth but it seems to me that there must be some uh analogous kind of argument that you can make to interest significantly increasingly large sectors of the restaurant industry to go along and support this but that's the only way you're going to be able to pay for it
1: I, I think in time with with building continuing to build our relationships with the national restaurant association we can perhaps make that argument but um or there may be a grant we are not a nonprofit, so we are for-profit um, but there are business there are grants out there for you know for-profit businesses Well, good luck. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Steve. So show us, if you will, Helen, how this app works.
1: All right. Well, then this is at the very top of the menu. Like I said, it's Frida Kahlo's Mexican Restaurant here in Memphis. And I really am just, I didn't do the whole menu for this demo because it's a little too long for everybody. But you'll hear that in every section of the menu we have, um, each menu is collapsed so you can expand it so you can quickly go through and hear the high level structure of every menu every menu is structured the very same way so there's always a name of the restaurant at the top under that you always know if they're currently open or not then you have their restaurant their restaurant information which is their address which is a link to google maps so if you want to share that address with someone you can. Then is another um, section that's hours. It's also collapsed. You can expand it and here their hours for the entire week. After that, there's a phone number and that's a clickable link. So if you need to actually call right from the app, you can call the restaurant. And under that is the menu section. And then within the menu section is each section of the menu, which as I said earlier, are little collapsible areas that you can click on and then um go through and listen and every menu item unless the restaurant didn't supply it will have a full description of the item and the pricing on occasion they don't have the pricing we we can't control that unfortunately and sometimes they don't provide the description of the item but we're actually about to release functionality in the app at the end of every menu if you find that it's missing things like gee i really would like to have a description of each one of these, you can actually give us individual feedback on that menu. It pre-populates when you send it to us, which restaurant and the address you put in what's wrong or what you would like to have improved. It goes automatically to our database management people and they try their best to make the changes. So without further ado, let's listen to the demo.
7: Frida's Restaurante Mexicano. Heading. Restaurant info. Heading. Menu. Heading. Tacos. Entrance collapsed. Heading. Heading. Street tacos. Entrance collapsed. Heading. Burritos. Entrance collapsed. Heading. Chimichangas. Entrance collapsed. Heading. Botanas collapsed. Heading. Sopa y ensalada collapsed. Heading. Tortoise collapsed. Heading. Menus for tacos. Entrance collapsed. Tacos. Entrance collapsed. Heading. Seven tacos. Entrance items. Seventeen dollars and fifty cents to twenty-one dollars and fifty cents. One. Tacos de carne asada. Four corn tortillas stuffed with sliced steak, onions, cilantro, served with sauce and beans. Price nineteen dollars. Two. Shrimp tacos. Three corn tortillas filled with tasty grilled shrimp, pico de gallo, cilantro, and Monterey jack cheese served with Mexican rice and refried beans, price $21.50. Three, tacos de pollo asado, four corn tortillas stuffed with grilled chicken, lettuce, and cheese, served with sauce and beef.
1: So I'm going to stop it there because I'm going to have to go out and eat if I listen to this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so that's the basic structure of every one of our menus. Um, uh, we've tried our very best to use all of the great stuff that Apple's got built into their technologies. We use the rotor. We are going to be adding in some actions, which was a suggestion from one of our reviewers. Um, That's probably coming later this spring. Um, And down at the bottom of uh, the screen throughout the app are the other features. Right now, you just listen to the menu, which is the core of everything we do. But as soon as your app loads, it loads onto a screen that we call the Near Me screen. And what that does is if you have your geolocation enabled, which we highly recommend to really take full advantage of the app you do, it's gonna automatically detect where you are and it's gonna load in up to 99 restaurants that are within 10 miles of where you currently are located. Um, if you're traveling or you're looking for something specific, then you click on the search screen. And the search screen has a couple ways you can search. You can search by zip code. You can search by city and state. If you live in Canada, you can put a city in a Providence. You could also search by menu items. So if you're looking for something like shrimp tacos. Um, you can type that in. It will return every restaurant within 10 miles of where you currently are that has shrimp tacos on the menu. Um, then then the last way that you can search is you can type in the name of a restaurant. Hit search. Again, it's going to be based on your current location. It's going to give you the name of, um, if it finds that restaurant, um, it will look within 10 miles of where you currently are now. So if you're traveling, we recommend putting in your zip code. That's a great way if you know where your hotel or your convention is gonna be. Um, And then you have the ability on every menu at the top, we have a favorites functionality where you just hit the favorites. And then at the bottom of the app on every screen, there's a favorites page which is now going to be alphabetized. That was something that we don't have in there currently, but it's about to be released probably the end of this week. So everything you saved, um, it will just be in alphabetical order. So it's easy for you to go back and find things. And then a feature that we put in that we're just kind of playing around with to see if people will even use it is something we call the waiter alert, where if you tap on that screen, there's a toggle at the top and it enables turning on the light on your phone. And when you sit down at a restaurant, you could let the waiter know, hey, if I need a refill of iced tea or we're running really tight and I need my menu, I need my bill quicker, you may be looking over and seeing that I've got a light on up in the air. Please come over and check out what's going on. That's how I'll let you know that I need some service. So that's how the waiter alert uh, works. And then the rest of the app is just the standard stuff. You know, what is your subscription current? You know, if you want to change it, we have FAQs. So if you've got, um, we have about 10 FAQs to help get you started. There's a link to a contact form if you need to report something to us. We keep a bug tracker on our website, which is menusforall.com. At the bottom of menusforall.com on every page, there's a link that calls Bug Tracker. And so that you publicly know if we've got an issue, when did we log it? How are we working on it? And then you can also see what are some of the ideas that we're going to be putting into the app in the future if possible um, on that page as well. And at the bottom is a button or a, a contact form where you can let us know if you've got a suggestion to make the app better or you've got a problem. You can just simply fill out that form. And myself and Stephanie monitor those all the time, and typically email people back. We've even like set up calls where, like, could we understand more about the issue because we want to explain it to our developers and get it fixed? Or sometimes we end up just doing a little bit of training. If somebody needs a little extra help, we're here to help.
0: Helen, can this app be used worldwide?
1: Right now, we're just in two countries. Um, That will be changing later on in the year. We'll be adding in. Um, we'll have quite a number of menus probably by the end of. By the time we go to NFB and ACB conventions in July, I'm hoping that we'll have quite a few more menus and we'll be in other parts of the world. You can use it everywhere in the world, but our menus are limited to the United States and Canada currently.
0: Excellent. Any other hands?
5: Oh, yeah, I see. It uh, looks like Myrna has her hand up first. Hopefully,
8: I'm unmuted. Can you hear me, guys?
5: Yes.
0: Good.
8: Um, so, I'm in Brooklyn Heights, Helen, which is very popular with restaurants, more so when before COVID, and we've lost a lot. But, and I think I got like 90 something restaurants. But the one, one of the ones that we really like isn't in there um and we were kind of disappointed so how do you, do we just um go on the website and say hey henry's end is not there or a friend of mine said he was disappointed he was telling me this morning because longhorn steakhouse which i don't know that we have in new york but apparently it's a big chain around the country he said that wasn't there so how do is it possible for you to add restaurants if we tell you or how does that go and i'll mute myself so that
1: um we are running a beta test right now, which means that we're testing out adding in restaurants that are based on people's feedback. We'd love to give it a try and see if we can add that restaurant. You would just go to menusforall.com, go to our contact link and just fill out a form and let me know. What we need to know is we need to know the name of the restaurant and the full address, especially the phone number. I mean, the zip code as well. So the street address, the zip code, and the name of the restaurant. And then we'll currently, we'll submit something to our backend um, developers to see if it can possibly be added. And then I can, if you use that way, then I can also ping you back or email you back and let you know if we were able to add it or not. In the future, it might be more automated. You may not get An alert right away that a menu's been added, but we're working on that too.
0: Yeah, I can already think of a couple that I will be sending along, so we'll see what happens.
1: Great, okay.
5: Next we have Wayne. Uh,
4: So first of all, I'm pleased to hear you say that uh, uh, an ability to let you know of missing menu items um, will be coming since uh i've noticed there's a restaurant that i like going to that uh there's uh uh, very few items on the menu through the menus for all app but if you actually go and look at their menu uh it's pretty expensive Uh, so um i'll be uh when that comes i'll be letting you know about that but i wanted to mention an issue that i've come up with when searching. So okay. I'm able to do a search. I can type mm-hmm. in uh the uh zip code or the name of the restaurant and look down at the search results and um go and access the menu for the various restaurants. When I go back to the search results it puts my focus back at the top of the results which is fine if I was on item two or three but sometimes I've been down around item 30 and have had to refine my place again. And uh, I don't know if that's an iOS thing or a voiceover thing or um, an issue with the app.
1: That's that's an enhancement we actually have on our list of things that we're trying to make better. Um, It's really not a bug. Unfortunately, it's something that a lot of apps have that, so we all seem to think it's just a common thing. Um, again, we've got it on the list for our developers to add in and make it better. I think we had it a couple months ago, and for some reason or another, something happened in our code, but I, I'm i pretty sure, I think in December we had that there, but something must have, um, when they did um, remediation, something must have slipped on the code.
4: Okay, good deal. Well. S- so long as you, you know about it and uh are uh are working on it and all that. I wanted to wanted to submit that. So uh thanks for a great app and uh I will happily pay my thirty dollars a year for this app. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Wayne. I appreciate that. And and like I said, it's on the list.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, looks like uh Debbie is next.
9: Howdy, Hi, Daddy. Helen. Hi there. Hi. This sounds really cool. Um, there used to be a uh, an app in the App Store. It wasn't necessarily for blind people, but it, I think it was called All Menus, and it did something similar, and it was accessible, except that it, I don't think it was kept up to date, so, um, you know, it wasn't really useful after a while, but I was just wondering, um, is there any type of a trial period where you can check it out to see if it's got restaurants in your area that you might want to you know go to or do you absolutely
1: yes yes um we we offer a one-time 14-day trial for that Mm -hmm. very reason because we know there are parts of the country in the U.S. where there are not a whole lot of menus we have 750,000 menus in the United States Mm -hmm. which sounds like a heck of a lot but it Mm -hmm. doesn't hit every nook and cranny so you can try the app for 14 days for absolutely no cost. And there's even a a little pay on our website. There's a section that calls cancel. So if you're having a little bit of a problem figuring out the canceling process before the 14 days, um, if there are just not many menus in your area, we get it. Then you can just cancel, okay?
9: Okay. Do you know uh, for St. Petersburg, Florida? instance would you know if
1: there's much Um, i know we have
9: lots of restaurants but i don't know how many might
1: be in there let me hold on let me i what i'll do is i'm going to pull it up on my app real quick Uh on my phone and when you type in you just go to the search page i'm going to just type in st petersburg it will just give like the center of st petersburg at Uh 50 uh, 10 miles out so it won't be like everything but let's see how many if it's got at least um 100 from the your core so that's st petersburg that's near tampa right
9: right rest the bay.
1: yep i used to live in miami and i lived yeah. grew up in jacksonville and i went to school at the university of florida okay i'm a florida girl mm-hmm. but i live in memphis now okay right. so we have according to the core st petersburg right now we have 94 menus that were found.
9: Oh, that's pretty good.
1: Okay. Yeah, we've got some Bento Asian, we've got Subway, we've got Lucky Dragon. Uh Sounds like some good stuff. The Violet Stone. I don't don't know what that one is. Red Mesa Katina, Tony's Pizza, Between the Buns. I just love seeing some of the ideas (laughs) that people have for (laughs) restaurants.
9: It's also another way to expand your horizons beyond just okay. what you're used to getting, you know, or eating. So, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This is a great <laughs> sure. idea. Sure. Okay. All right.
1: Thanks, Debbie. Thank you.
5: Okay. Next we have is Diane. Hi. Um, I wanted to double check is, so it's menus
10: and then the number four and then all is that? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes. And another question I had is, do you have menus? Let's say you're going to a hotel. Do you have a, a ho- hotel restaurants, any hotel restaurants?
1: Some. Um, Some. Huh. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah actually. Yeah. Um, we're working on that for the conventions that are coming up. We're going to the Tennessee NFB convention and we're going to work on getting all the restaurants in that particular hotel. And then when we go to ten- when we go to NFB and ACB National, We're looking at trying to get as many restaurants as possible around the conventions, including the hotels added to the app prior to the conventions. Excellent. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome.
9: Okay, uh, Travis is next. Just a couple of things. Uh, My question, uh, first of all, um, is this only for nationwide restaurants, local restaurants, or both, this app that you're talking about?
1: Definitely both. We have the hole in the wall, and we have the big chains, too.
9: Okay, and then my next question—I'm going to keep this short. Obviously, is there anything on this um, app, you know, for San Luis Obispo County by any chance, or Santa Barbara County?
1: So well, how about a? Can you give me a city instead of a county?
9: Yeah, more like you know, Santa Barbara or San Luis Obispo Santa Barbara. Okay. Yeah, or Santa, San Luis Obispo or Paso Robles.
1: Well, San Francisco. I know we definitely have because okay. yeah, our. A, a lot of our database started in San Francisco. So I know it came from there. So Gosh. Santa Barbara, let me see what we've got in Santa Barbara. And Yelp started there too, you know, in San Francisco. Really? Yep. Yelp uh, I think I remember there. that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
9: Or sort of like with Twitter and all too. Well,
1: I know I've heard the founders Okay, hmm. oh, that was a weird one. Okay, hold on. Maybe I didn't push the right type of Santa Barbara. Here we go. Okay, Santa Barbara, we have 97 restaurants within the 10-mile like core of the city. Okay. Um, again, some really cool names.
10: So, so
2: try, try San Luis Obispo since that was one of his options. I'm thinking you won't find as many. S-A-N <laughs> yeah. space L-U-I-S space O-B-I-S-P-O, I believe is how it's spelled.
1: Okay. Thanks, you know, Alan, you Alan.
2: You are correct.
1: All right. And the dictation actually works really well on this app.
0: I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's really cool.
1: Great. Okay. We have 96 restaurants in that area.
10: That's oh. Nice.
1: place called Seeds. It's at the top. Woodstock's Pizza, Thai Palace, Ami's Crepe Bar, Yogurtland, all sorts of cool stuff.
6: Nice. Woodstock's, I do know. I do know Woodstock's. One of the best.
1: Is it? I'm going to yep. favorite it. I'm going to favorite it. So if I ever get there, it'll be on my list. Okay, it's favorited.
5: <laughs> good, good idea. Okay. Let's go on to Randy
10: Black then. This is an excellent presentation. I have a question, and I'm not quite sure how to ask it so that it'll make sense to you. But some restaurants offer delivery services, and I'm wondering if there is a way to note that somehow in the app.
1: Hmm. Good suggestion. Um, Not at this time. Um, I will put it down as something for us to think about. Um, so way I would imagine it because I also design too, is maybe at the bottom or up in the restaurant information, if we just said like Uber Eats and Grubhub, we just let you know which which delivery services would would that right
10: or or call for delivery something you know something along with mm. you know if, if that option's available. Um, yeah. that oh. way you'd know because some restaurants offer that kind of thing and uh, you know, others don't.
1: No, I think we could probably put the logos in for the delivery people and then, but if they haven't, if they have their one-off delivery, like they'll offer it, we probably wouldn't be able to detect that the way our data is structured, but there's always the phone number there. So you could always just call them and say, Hey, I've got your menu. Do you all do delivery? I know it's a little manual, but it's always right there at the top of every menu.
10: Oh sure, I. But you know, if you're looking for uh, you know pizza or something that tends to be delivered, you know, there are some hole in the walls that would never do it, and and some obviously you know that would. And so I thought I just thought that there might be some way or something in the database that shows that you're not using. I just figured I'd
5: ask.
1: Yeah, it's always worth worth trying, right? Sure.
5: Okay. Well, let's go on to Carla then.
1: Can you access it
9: just on the PC, on your website at, you know, restaurants for all
1: or not, or do you actually have to be on the iPhone? You you have to be on the iPhone and it also works on an iPad as well, but no, we, we no longer have a web-based service. We did in the past, but we only had 50,000 restaurants in that. And as COVID got more and more progressed, we only had about 10,000, which was a, embarrassment to us and they were very outdated so we pulled that website down we just felt like it was disservice to everyone
9: well that's a shame because i would have thought that
1: anything would have been better than
9: nothing even having a few restaurants and i'm not an iphone user so i am i'm disappointed about that i understand but um you know that's how i would look at it that you know any even a few restaurants is better than none but thank you very much for providing this service. Anyhow, I'm looking forward to when Android comes along because maybe I can use it on the Braille No Touch Plus. And
1: have you ever thought about adding it to the Blind Shell phone? Because Blind Shell is adding apps all the time, too. I think when we start adding, when we get the Android version, we're going to be in a code base that's more adaptable to other um, technology stacks um, so that it'll allow us perhaps to be in the shell one day. Thank you. Thank you very much. Keep up the
3: good work. Thanks.
5: Okay, we have a phone user, area code 970.
3: Hi, this is Katherine Johnson, and I am a dietitian nutritionist, and I'm interested in knowing if you have um, the nutrition information In your menus, or a star or a heart for things that are gluten free or low sodium or heart healthy. Thank you. you.
1: Thanks, Catherine. Um, If the restaurants provide that, it may be in there. Really, I have not seen many of them offer that. Um, Some of them have like a vegan section, some of them will note that they have. what is it, Um, wheat-free options for like buns and things like that. But as as a company, that's not something that's available in our database to call out. Um, And we have always wanted to offer nutrition information. At a minimum, we'd like to offer calories. That would be like the beginning. Um, Perhaps in the future, the database will offer that. But currently, we don't have that data to bring into the app.
3: But if the restaurant has it, it's provided there um, in your app. Thank you.
1: It, it would have to, you'd have to actually read each individual. Um, like there might be a section for like a vegan section in a restaurant. But then I would think okay. the best thing is probably reading the description of each food item. Um, and then we we obviously can't control if there's like peanuts or something that show up in an item. And that's all dependent on the on the restaurant themselves, um, and we're just dependent on what they provide. So unfortunately, we can't handle allergies. Um, I worked on a nonprofit for five years that was all about allergies. That's a tricky one, and unfortunately, that can't be our focus because we have too many restaurants, and we don't have a direct relationship with them.
3: Okay. Thank you so much, and I'm also a blind shell user, so I can't wait until Android comes out. Thank you for all your hard work thank
5: you okay next we have RJ Viewless
11: Network uh thank you very much I represent uh Europe I'm from Europe and my question is uh, I know you've answered it earlier um but regarding the app going uh worldwide I know you said it might come July August time uh, when you do your AFB thing, or if I'm uh, or wrong organization, uh, remind me which I'm on, but uh, is there any plans that you, would, would you be able to include like restaurants that are like, I mean, when we say local, we're talking like small ones as well, or you're just representing only the national ones or the high street ones?
1: Um, Right now, I don't have access to the types of restaurants in those other countries yet. Currently, right now, we have a really nice cross-base in the U.S. and Canada of both high-end and fast food and in between. So I would assume, mm. since we're using the same model of how we're bringing in the data, that I would think we're going to have a cross-section, but I don't know it yet. Is your accent, are you from the U.K., By am I detecting? Yes,
11: yes I are... am here. Yes, I am okay. here in London.
1: Got you. Well, you'll be one of the lucky countries.
11: Well, thank you very much. I mean, it's like 2 a.m. in the morning, but, you know, I have dedication, and I, I, I'm I, a broadcaster myself, and I attend these international meetings so that I know what to expect when something new comes. So it's very early in the morning for us.
1: <laughs> thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate it.
11: You're welcome.
5: Okay, uh, next is Mary.
8: Hello, Helen. Thank you for coming this evening to talk with us. Um I just wanted to comment that um I did subscribe within the app and I see a lot of restaurants just within a few miles of me. Um you know and they have um they're not necessarily just fast food restaurants, they're they're good restaurants too. And um I opened up one of the menus and it looked really good. It, um, you know, it described the items and it was just, I really think it's going to be a, be a good thing for me because it's hard to get people to read all these items to you. So I'm really pleased. I did find one on there, though, that is closed. It has closed several, several months ago. Um, so it's, you know, it's no longer available, but there are lots of them on there. I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
1: Ah, okay. Well, if, if, if you get diligent and you want to let us know which one's closed next week, when we update the app, there'll be a feedback button at the end of all the menus. And you can just go down there and say, by the way, this restaurant is no longer open. And Okay. And I, yeah, I don't mind, yeah. I don't mind doing that. And anytime you find something like that, Those are really easy things for us to fix. And then you get a few more listings on that near me because we can only give you really 99 restaurants on that page. Um, Yeah, mine has 99. So if you take out that one that's not open, you'll have another restaurant on your list. (laughs) That's right.
8: Well, I just wanted to make that comment. Thank you. Thank you, Mary.
5: Okay, next is area code 270.
3: Hello, this is Teresa. I'm in Kentucky and I apologize if you answered this earlier, but I got on the call a little late. So first question is, is there any notation showing how pricey the restaurants are, like the $1 sign, $2 sign, $3 sign? And the second question is, how would someone get in touch with you to let you know that there's a restaurant that would like to be added to your list?
1: Okay. Um, on the pricing, we did test that for a little while, the having the one, two, three, and four um, dollar signs there. And unfortunately, because the country is so diverse, what one what we think of as not very pricey in Memphis um, in New York City is entirely different. So we found that the that those ratings that we got in our in our database were not very useful. So we've discontinued that practice. Um, And I'm drawing a blank. What was your other question about, oh, how to make a suggestion? We're running a test right now of adding in restaurants that people would like added. We cannot always add them. We're finding about 80% of the time we're successful. But if you'll go to menusforall.com, our website, and hit the contact page, the contact, send me. basically an email is what it generates fill out the form okay let me know you need I need to know the name of the restaurant and the full address including the zip code and then I'll put it on the list for restaurants to be considered in our test and then I'll email you back if we're able to add it
3: and it'll show we were just talking Yeah.
1: yeah it's a
3: it's a it's a Greek restaurant and we're partnering with them to do a dining in the dark event
1: Oh, and he awesome. asked me
3: today how he could be more be a better advocate for the blind community. And I didn't think about this call in time to let him know to listen tonight, but they're 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 open tonight so he probably couldn't anyway. But he said I'd love to figure out a way to make the menu more adaptable and, and then he said, Braille, you know, it takes quite a while so this would be great for them. And they're featured in several magazines. People travel from all over to come here for the restaurant, so
12: that would be wonderful. I'll check it out, if they're on there.
0: Ron, okay, Ron. Ron we're going to take sure. Sherry's hand, and then that'll be the last one. Yeah.
12: Hey, I just wanted to mention something. Um, I, I got the app, and it's wonderful. I brought up the restaurants, a 100 of them, and being obsessive, I went through and, you know, touched every one just to see what was there. And Stephanie, I had heard on another podcast and sent her an email, and she said to send her a couple restaurants to add. And before I sent her the restaurants to add, I was almost positive that restaurants I wanted to add were not in the list of 100, but when I typed in the restaurant name, it found them. So I'm wondering if your app defaults to 100, but there are more restaurants that might be available if you search by name.
1: There's two ways. That may have been outside, that may have been more than 10 miles from where you were currently sitting, or there are more than. Ten more than 99 restaurants near where you currently were, and we can only display the first, the closest ones within that 10 miles. So That's maybe, what I'm
12: thinking, yeah. yeah. And, and 10, actually, yeah. one of them is pretty much across the street, and it wasn't on the list huh. of 99, but it showed up when I searched for it. So if you, people, if you don't find the restaurant in that long list, just search for it, and it, it might very well be there.
1: Thanks, Sherry. So
0: w- uh Helen, why don't we ask you one more time to give your contact information? And thank sure. you so much for doing this.
1: Oh, I, I love talking with everybody and you gave me great ideas. My email is Helen, that's H-E-L-E-N, at menus, that's M-E-N-U-S, the number four, A-L-L dot C-O-M. Helen at menusforall.com.
0: Thank you, Helen. Thank you. It was terrific. You did a terrific job, especially yeah. at the last moment, and yeah. we really enjoyed it.
2: Great, yeah, it great, great job, Helen. We really appreciate it. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Well, Nick, this has been we, lovely. Thank you for having us.
2: We we want Stephanie to get well, but 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 you stepped up and knocked it out of the park. So uh, it's it's nice it's nice when, when you get a, a different presenter sometimes because uh it, you just get a different perspective, and it was great. So.
0: Next next week we're working on a uh, on an event, but we don't have it confirmed yet. So stay tuned for that uh, next week. Should be lots of fun. We'll put it out in the release as soon as we know. And uh, thank you all for being with us on Tech Talk.